Live from Fort Bragg's backyard, this is the show that put the 110 Nation on the map. There is only one nation, the 110 Nation. And you're listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show. Covering each and every sport across the board. There is no sport too large or too little. It's time to talk the talk. Here we go. Here's the man, the founder, and your host, Mr. CJ Sports. Check out the site, www.the110nationsports.com, for all the latest going on here at the 110 Nation. Got a lot of great uh, material over there. Make sure you guys uh, give that a uh, a check. Try to pull up, see what we would have. I know we had a couple of press releases just come out. Um talked about Nick Chubb and the uh, proto or the uh, concussion protocol and talked about Kyle Larson um, in the last few days. Make sure you guys get ever check that out. I want to make sure that I also thank, excuse me, Carolina Sports Plus um, for all you guys' uh, sporting merchandise needs. You guys check them out on Facebook, Carolina Sports Plus, or you can go to our site, www.the110nationsports.com. Um, on the front page, it's on the very bottom, um, any of the articles on the right-hand side, there's a uh, nice little banner there for you. All you do is click on it. It'll take you right over to the Facebook um, page. You guys uh, message him and uh, what you need, and uh, he'll hook you guys up. Also, got to thank More to Music um, for you guys, uh, all your guys' DJ in need. All you got to do is uh, either, once again, go on the site, www.110nationsports.com, at the very bottom of the front page or on the articles on the right, and uh, click the banner or go to More the number two music.com um let him know the you, the 110 nation sent you and you guys uh hook you guys up with some uh, great dj and pricing so make sure you guys check that out as well um <clears throat> don't forget tomorrow night take it back tuesday uh sit in the studio uh work on articles and uh work on stuff on the site i'm always trying to uh improve things and the way it's laid out and everything um did some Worked last Tuesday night as I sat in here and uh, listened to an oldie but goodie. Um, and that's usually what I do every Tuesday night. I uh, work on some 110 stuff. I uh, throw an old show on, and uh, um, I figure there's no point in just uh, me being the only one to hear um, some of these great shows. So while I'm in the studio, we uh, rebroadcast one of the old shows, uh, trip down memory lane while I'm doing some work. So make sure you guys check that out. Also, I'll be back in the studio here Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, uh, for the 110 Nation Sports Show, and then Thursday night, 
uh, Craig and uh, Chris will get together. Um, Taz will join in and for Race Chat Live, 8 o'clock on Thursday night. So make sure you guys check that out. Don't forget, 8.30 tonight, we got Izzo joining the studio. Get you guys caught up on all the latest going on in the NHL. It's kind of gone downhill for me when it comes to the NHL. Now the Carolina uh, or uh, the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets are out. Um, uh, I don't like to watch other people win. <laughs> Just not a fun thing. So, uh, of course, I'm going to catch some games here and there. Um, but my 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 the the wind is out of my sail, so to speak. So really don't have. Uh, a dog in the fight any a dog in the fight anymore, so it's not such a big thing for me. Um, you know, it's getting getting to be a little more and more depressing every time I come back on on a Monday because it seems like we lose just a little bit more. Uh, big Ten still trying to uh, find a way to. Uh, get back into playing and not be uh, postponed or canceled entirely. Um, you you got Big Ten colleges coming together, parents and making a stand. You got players making a stand. Like, it's, it's become a pretty big deal. But at the same time, right now, we have no Big Ten football. And it's crazy to know right now that, the Bengals will be playing, the Browns will be playing, the high school football will be playing, but no Ohio State. Like that does not make sense to anybody. But with that with that set aside, um where does this leave the NFL? Are we going to make it seeing the the spikes up and down with baseball and how they're traveling versus it not being such a big deal with NHL when you just have two hub cities or um, the NBA so much when you have everybody kind of in a bubble, but you baseball it's it's gotten it's gone in its waves up and down. And uh, I know the NFL is is closely watching this, and it's just depressing because you don't. You, Right now, especially being a Buckeye, you, you don't have college football. <laughs> the NFL is watching how baseball is handling this and how this is going to work, and so I don't have confidence in knowing that the Big Ten has already pulled the plugs. There's no college football, and baseball seems to have their issues with this positive test results. It, it shakes my confidence whether or not we're going to have an NFL season. So I'm, I'm scoming, I'm combing through. And this this was kind of a topic I didn't really plan on being a, a topic that I was really going to jump into. And it, it seemed that as I continue to comb through social media, comb through different sites, just looking for things that kind of sparked an interest in what I wanted to jump into tonight. And this whole topic kept coming up over and over and over. And people commenting and, and 
I'm talking about the Montrell's Herald, um, Colin Luca, not a chick, uh, bitch ass white boy. Um, this is this has sparked quite a quite a bit of controversy, and not the, something that's life shattering, but a, a controversy on uh, I don't. And the reason I, I didn't want to jump into this and really, I've seen some people talk about, you know, you've really never played ball or this, that, and the other, um, or you'd understand, you know, that kind of talk happens, trash talk happens, this, that, and the other. And I could agree and disagree for, for someone who played baseball all my childhood up to high school, pretty much all the way up to high school, almost anyway. Um, played football four years, someone that competed in bench press competitions, someone that was in the military. Like, I understand being in the heat of the moment. I understand that names are going to be called and, and things are going to be said. I, I, I completely, hell, I, my brother beat me on the last play in Tecmo Super Bowl or Tecmo Bowl, whatever it was. Very last play of the game. Ran it back. Took it to the house. I put my foot through a wall on Tecmo Bowl on the NES the original, the Nintendo. So I can I can understand in the heat of the moment. I I can understand how things get said. Where I don't completely agree with this though is all the times that I've ever been upset and no matter who I was upset at color of race was never something that was even a thought that I, it would come out of my mouth or I had to restrain myself from saying like that is never so where, where you you got these people that are well the, these these people just understand they've never been he the moment this that and the other yes a lot of people have not but that doesn't mean that doesn't excuse somebody to pull the race card into this or, or call somebody by their race or that just tells me you have negative thoughts. Like if that, if that was what came out your mouth, then to me, that means that is something that you normally say, this is a thought process that you have and you're, you're, that's just how you view another race. I mean, that it is what it is. That's why I'm not a big fan of, I, I feel that Kyle Larson, that's what I talked about on the article that I wrote, um, when the whole Tony Stewart, Kyle Larson storm started brewing. I don't think it's right, I don't, or I don't think it's time. This happened what, a, a few months ago. Then it was like a month that wasn't even racing. Like, you really only punished him for a couple months. I think he definitely needs to sit the rest of the season. I think he needs to be hafted up maybe for at least the first race or whatever makes him ineligible to be, or at least make him ineligible to be a, a champion. 
Like, I, I, I don't think being suspended for part of the season, regardless how, how much they compact into it, I, I, I don't, it, it needs to be more than that. There, there needs to be consequences for what Kyle Larson has said. I don't feel that it's it's time. It's kind of like if you do it after just two months of him saying it, then it's like you just did it to save face, to to look good in the media. The, oh, he he said that on iRacing, and we punched him. We 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 suspended him indefinitely, but it was only a couple of months. We no, it's like it wouldn't be a good look. It just won't. But with that being said, for all those that threw their two cents in talking about, well, if that was a white boy and a white player and he would have said the N-word, this, that, and the other, whoa, 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 let's pump the brakes a second. Pump the brakes. This man didn't say anything. He didn't use a racial slur. And, and that's where I, I I don't understand the whole argument for the double standard. And it was not his better moment. Uh, he, he could have done away without throwing the white part in and just call him a bitch ass or whatever the case may be. But you throw him the white boy, you know, it's not a good look, especially with everything going on. And like I said, if, in the heat of moment, that is something you said, then that's something you're constantly saying or familiar of saying, and that's probably your logic of thinking or how, how you think life. But he didn't he, he didn't say anything. He didn't say a racial slur. So for all those out there, well, if that would have been a white guy and he would have he would have dropped the end bomb, then this would okay. If he would have, yes, I. Completely different from using a, a racial slur and then just saying white boy. They're, they're, that is, now if he would have used a racial slur to describe the white boy, then maybe you have a valid point in this, this, this side of the argument. And, and so, therefore, I can't get into – as much as a lot of this stuff has been drug out and a lot of this stuff doesn't add up and, and – I think a media, the media for both sides is really blowing some of this stuff out of proportion and making things a lot worse than they should be at this point. And as Americans, we should have already come together and fixed this. And I feel the media, any which believe you have media-wise, is doing their part to blow this farther and farther out of control. There's no... There's no reason. I, I can't believe people are, are, are trying to compare the one to the other. Like that, that, I think that's the biggest, the biggest area that I have an issue with with this whole. I don't know if he even necessarily owes him an apology. Like, like that's maybe. I don't know. Saying white boy part wasn't the wisest of words, but still at the same time, it's not a racial slur. So I, I don't necessarily feel that there's really an apology necessary. 
I am sure Luca has probably called other people worse things out there, maybe not throwing the white or black or any other nationality in there, but I'm sure Luca in the heat of moments probably called somebody a little bit worse. Um, I'm sure this was a pretty mild thing to be called in the NBA or in the heat of the moment of a, of a sporting event. But I don't necessarily feel there's an apology needed. I mean, uh, he was a bigger man about it. And, and you know, Luca went on to talk about, you know, ain't really no big deal. He ain't really think nothing of it. It was in the heat of the moment. Like I said, leaving the white boy part out of it, that probably would have been for the best. That 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 kind of lets you know where his mindset is at. For all those that went quick the other direction with that, and well, this, this person would have said the N-word. Well, you know, if he would have said honky cracker or, you know, whatever, maybe, that may, maybe you've got an argument. Well, that's not what you said. I don't know people run with stuff so so much. Luca went on to hit the game when he shot in overtime. <laughs> kind of throw salt into the uh in shake Luke Handy. <laughs> I don't know, I just In a, in a depressing time, we're, we're not looking to have college football for a lot of markets, not just my market or the Big Ten market, but there, there's a lot of lot of conferences, maybe not all necessarily part of the Power Five, but conferences that have pulled the plug. So you're going to have a lot of Saturdays that a lot of people don't have college football. Some will will tune in to watch other teams just to have that college football fix, but you're, you're, the ratings are going to be horrible. And with the uncertainty in baseball, they're, they're trying their hardest. But you, you have this positive test and that positive test and this positive test and that positive test and games being suspended and everything else. Like I, I, I applaud. Baseball finally decided they're going to try. I, I applaud that they made it an attempt. I, I think that they should have done something more like either what hockey did or basketball did, either have a bubble or just have two hub cities and, and break it up. Maybe all the national league games get played in, you know, one stadium and you're playing, you know, all the games you can. I, I know it's a little bit different. Maybe break it up in, into two, two American league and, two National League stadiums and you, you have, you know, two conferences or two divisions playing um, at, at one stadium and two. And, and so, you, you you know, you break up the American League in half and the National League in half and you, you got basically four sets of playoff games going on all day long or baseball games going on however you want to, you know, and, and however you finish the season off. I just don't. I mean, I think hockey's going to finish the season. I, I think they have a, a pretty pretty good system intact that's going to allow them to 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 make it as they're already in the second round of the playoffs. Baseball's probably going to make it 
it's it's going to be close as they you know do their playoffs. Basketball, right now basketball's hurt hurt themselves so bad. It, it's the the whole being so political with everything. This was just one more thing, and then LeBron commenting on the. Uh, the man that got shot that refused to stop for the cops and tried to reach into his vehicle. And now you got the riots and everybody reacting. Everybody needs to, to wait. We don't know what you need to see what exactly LeBron tweeting. He should have waited. Like the, most of the time we have found out there is much more to the story and there's much more that went on. And you have all these people that make all these tweets and comments until they know the actual story. I, I'm not going to go into big details until the rest of the story comes out. I just know from the video that I watched uh, at the point that I the video picked up, he's walking around the vehicle. They're trying to get him to stop. They pulled on him. He was about to determine he was getting that door open and reaching in or putting something in, and he was shot. So, you know, until... I get more detail. I, I'm one of that way until all the evidence and all the, the different videos and full-length videos come out before I, I, I put my thoughts and what I think happened or what should have been done differently or whatever the case may be. Um, but the NBA has gotten so political and is like, like a marriage for them and ESPN because ESPN has been so political with it as well and is just killing the ratings as well. And so they, you know, they every time LeBron tweets, it's ESPN is all over that that fits that whole agenda. But you're 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 pushing an agenda that even your fan base is tired of have shoved down their throats. It's one thing to to make a stand or one thing to to have a cause or one thing to promote something throughout the week and it it be a part of your life and you make a movement. It's a whole other thing to just you're you're cramming it down people's throat during during a game and that's it. Like there's not a lot of activity going on elsewhere and it can't be repetitive over and over. It's the same with NASCAR and Bubba Wallace. Like it's one thing to talk about Bubba Wallace. We we've heard more about Bubba Wallace in the last two months we've heard about his entire career. Like you, you gotta have you gotta have a filter. You, you you gotta learn how to regulate. The NBA has not done that. WNBA, I don't even know if they even televised it anymore at this point. Um, I don't know. There's just been a lot of, like I said, I'm combing through the the, the sports world, figuring what I'm going to talk about and what, you know, I, I sit here at night and I constantly comb over social media, I comb over websites, I refresh, and then I comb over and comb over and comb over, and then I refresh, and then it, it is a, a never-ending cycle, and I, I wait until I wait until a, a top hits me that, that I, I even want to throw my two cents in. I, I could 
I can sit here and and do box scores and, and give my opinions on games, but that's what every I, I mean that's that's a dime a dozen. Like the, I just report what happened in the score. And it's kind of why you know the the last week or two there's there's not been a lot. I mean we've had a lot of stuff going on. There's press releases and, and everything else, but it's not been flooded with articles because there's not a lot of going on. Like the uncertainties of everything going on, and uh, you know I was doing my top fifty, and then now like half the conferences have jump dropped out. Now it's really pointless. Uh, I've been working on doing the. Break down the top 32 football team, NFL teams, but the uncertainty whether or not we're going to get a season in here has really put a you know a derailing on that as well. Um, goddamn phone coming through. Um, but uh, um, going to be I'm going to be coming through the uh, when I get off the show and hopefully got some things going on. Uh, but uh, I, I've still been, you know, a handful of things per day, plus there's probably about 10, 15 um, press releases a week as well. I mean, there, there's there's constantly a lot going on over there. Um, it, it just not, you know, I, I don't want to get in the, the habit of just sitting there and talking about basically, you know, box scores and, and just stats of games, and then that you get drawn into that, and then that's all you're doing, and that's all you got time for, and you'll never be able to get every game talked about and everything else. Like, it just – it's a birthing time in the sporting world. <laughs> just really is. And then the Columbus Blue Jackets couldn't couldn't hang on. That was so depressing. Uh, my my only hope right now is no no book eyes and we'll see the NFL. I'm just I, I'm not I'm not convinced. I'm not sold that we're we're gonna have a season here. I think that uh Something's gonna happen, and we're we're not gonna make it. And knowing as good as this Browns team could possibly potentially be, it's really it's not something more thing. <laughs> Just isn't. Anyway, before we get Izzo in the studio here, um, get you guys caught up on the latest going on in the NHL. I want to make sure that I thank uh, Carolina Sports Plus. You guys can find them on Facebook, Carolina Sports Plus. Or um, also check out More to Music. You guys can check them out um, at more, the number two, music.com. Um, you can also go to our site, www.110nationsports.com. Um, on the front page, you go to the very bottom. We've got the banner for you. Or if you're clicking on any, on any of the articles, on the right-hand side is their banner. If you click on it, it takes you where you need to go. Um, check out Carolina Sports Plus for all your sports merchandise need, and uh, check out more of the music um, for all your uh, DJ need. Um, also, make sure you guys like us on Facebook, the One Ten Nation Sports. Like us or uh, follow us on Twitter at the One Ten Nation, and uh, make sure you guys check out the site www.the110nationsports.com for all the latest going on here at the One Ten Nation. Um, if you want to be part of the One Ten Nation, uh, maybe you got a show that uh, you need a home to, to have broadcast on, or maybe you just want your show syndicated as uh, we got about three, what, three nights available that uh, we can syndicate your show on. Or maybe you just want to be a, a guest host or a guest co-host or just a guest speaker um, once a week or something. Uh, like Izzo comes on um, 30 minutes every uh, Monday night to get us caught up on the NHL. 
much or uh, maybe you uh, have your thoughts and opinions, but uh, being on the air is not uh, something you see yourself doing. Um, but uh, writing and getting your thoughts and opinions out that way is something that would interest you. Um, always looking for writers on our site, or maybe we'll work behind the scenes, uh, work with Miss Lee um, and the PR to, to help uh, continue to expand our guests uh, um, on the show and uh, um, work with the social media and everything else. Um, all you gotta do is hit me up, Mr. CJ Sports at gmail.com, or if you go to the site www.110initiatesports.com, um, at the top there's a, um, a little uh, tab. All you do is click on Join the 110 Nation. I'll take you over there. All you do is fill up the information and uh, you'll join the 110 Nation. Um, we've got Izzo joining us. We've got a lot of things to jump into. A lot has happened since uh, the last time we got uh, we had Izzo on the show. Uh, my Blue Jackets no longer part of the uh, playoffs. We got a round two uh, playoff action going on, and uh, we've got a lot of uh, things that have made news as well. So let's go ahead and get Izzo in the studio. Izzo, how you doing tonight? Hey, uh, we're uh, we're doing pretty good right now. We got one game uh, uh, in action right now. Uh, we got the New York Islanders uh, taking on the Philadelphia Flyers, and their game one of this round two. Uh, portion of the playoffs. So it's about 5:28 left to go in the second period. The New York Islanders are up one nothing on the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, that game right now is on NBCSN. So um, if any of you guys out there are looking for something to watch, go ahead and tune into NBCSN. Um, we got the Islanders and Flyers doing battle. We also have a, a game after uh, the Islanders and Flyers on NBCSN as well. This is going to be Game Two of the Stars and Avalanche. Uh, which actually kicked off their playoff series. I do believe uh, it was uh, Saturday that they got kicked off, and Dallas leads this series one to nothing. Uh, I do believe it was a five to three score for that uh, game one for the Dallas Stars. So that's what we have on tap for tonight. Um, just like you said, Jay, we are definitely in the second round of the playoffs. Um, we're still getting a lot of hockey, a lot of good hockey, and we do get some things to touch up on. So uh, without further ado, we can uh, jump right into it this evening. All right, I, I, I got to first talk about uh, my Carolina, or not my Carolina. I've watched the second time I've done that. Now you got me saying our Carolina, my Carolina, my Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, what happened? Where, where, where was we mismatched or where was we outplayed? Or I, I know a lot of these games went in overtime. I had one of the games went into five overtimes. Um I know that the Blue Jackets have played a lot of time on the ice in a short amount of time, but still, everybody else is playing in a short amount of time as well. Maybe not all the overtimes, but still. Uh, where where did my Blue Jackets fall short? You know, Jay, I wouldn't really even look at this season for the Columbus Blue Jackets as a a failure. Okay, If you look at what happened to this roster over the last couple seasons, all the talent that they have lost between Panarin, Dezingle, Matt Duchesne, Sergei Bobrovsky, this team has lost a lot. And for them to make it uh, into the into the playoffs um, like they did is somewhat of a of a I think is a somewhat of a positive note. Um, you know, I, I do believe that they've uh, like you said they played a lot of hockey in a short amount of time. Um, and that's where having a youthful, you know, a, a youthful roster really kind of comes in at. You know, if you look at Seth Jones, he he led the team 
um, in ice time, which, you know, most nine times out of the ten, you know, one of your defensemen is going to lead the team in ice time. Um, you know, I, I think what this team really lacks is a true scorer. Um, they, they really need a guy that's, you know, you know kind of like a Phil Kessel, Alex Ovechkin, you know, type of player, Patrick Kane type of player, where, you know, he's going to attract a lot of, uh, a lot of attention, um, you know, where the puck can get spread out evenly and everything. Because, you know, you still have guys like Ryan Murray and, uh, you know, Seth Jones and Bjorkstrand and Zach Lorenka and, you know, a whole slew of other young guys. I just really think that they need a, a true goal scorer to really, um, you know, kind of help this team, um, you know, kind of get over the hump. I mean, if you look, I mean, last year, a year ago, they swept the, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are the President's Trophy winners, um, you know, and they've been doing some damage to some really, really, really heavy teams. And I think this year they just, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, I, I think they just kind of hit a wall a little bit. But, you know, they, they did play, um, you know, one of the longest uh, playoff overtime games, um, you know, in league history. And they did set the franchise record for the longest playoff time or playoff game ever in their franchise's history. Uh, Corpus Salo set the franchise record for um, the franchise record and the league record for most uh, shots saved in a playoff game. Um, you know, so there was a lot of positives to really look at it. You know, you have a solid goaltender in Corpus Salo, um, you know, who, who really saw a lot of bulk, uh, a, a lot of time, you know, throughout the regular season. And then he's proved that, you know, he can pick up the slack where Bob Rosky, you know, where, where he left off at once he, you know, departed for Florida. So, you know, you have a lot of good pieces in, uh, uh, a lot of good pieces in place. Um, you still have a pretty good mixture of veteran guys. I just think you really need that superstar scorer to really kind of change the outlet um, of that, uh, of that, you know, of that roster. I mean, I, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more out of Cam Atkinson in that series, but um, overall as a team and overall defensively, I was pretty impressed with how they handled Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay is so backloaded on the defensive end and has, you know, a few good guys on that offense and, you know, with Tyler Johnson, Alexander Kalorn, uh, uh, Kucherov, and so on and so forth, um, that it's just really kind of hard to stop an offensive firepower team like that, um, especially yeah. when your team is not when, – especially when your team is not, you know, matched up to, to run and gun like that. So, um, you know, I, I think defensively and goaltendively, uh, you know, speaking of the goaltenders, I think, you know, Columbus is going to be all right. Um, I think Tortorella expected a lot more, especially with, with the way his team performed this year. Um, you know, making it into the, the play-in and then getting into the playoffs, um, you know, is no easy task. I mean, you've had two of the top teams um, in the East that you had to face back-to-back in Toronto in that play-in and then Tampa Bay um, in the playoff series. So that's that's quite a task to really try and pull off eight wins against two top teams um, in the Eastern Conference, Jay. All right. As we're, we're seeing a little bit different playoff, and a little different end of the season. Um, as we're in this round of playoffs, one, what team has surprised you um, and has made it as far as they have or play as played as well as they have this late in the playoffs? And two, what does this round of playoffs have looked like um, so far? Um, who we got up and uh, who do you feel is looking the best right now? Who's got the momentum? Who Who's – Who's kind of above everybody else in the uh, in the in the playoffs? Well, my big surprise team, you know, has to be you know our our, our dearly departed friend Mike's uh, New York Islanders. Jay, um, they've been impressive. Mm-hmm. 
um, playing complete total hockey, um, you know, that's just, um, it's suffocating. Their defense is very suffocating. They get very active, um, are not afraid to play the body. Um, And if you look at what the Islanders did to the Capitals, Barry Trotz, who was the former head coach of the Washington Capitals, um, I mean, I think this is a case of just the coach knowing what his team, you know, what his former team does and, you know, having the knowledge to be able to shut it down. So um, Josh Bailey, I felt like in game one of that capital series laid a big hit um, against one of the Capitals players. I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, but it just, to me, just really changed the outflow and outlook of that series where Washington was like, whoa, you know, what, what's going on here? And that's something mm-hmm. that the Islanders are known for. If you look at what they did to Pittsburgh last year when they swept Pittsburgh last year, it was the same thing. You know, you, you play the body, you finish your checks. It doesn't matter who touches the puck, you finish your check. And, you know, you can get guys, you, you can change the mentality of a game, um, you know, when you're finishing checks and you're, and you're pressing hard on the four check, you know. Um, I haven't really seen the Islanders get burned too much of how aggressive they've been playing. Um, it's a very controlled, aggressive style um, of defense and four check that they're playing, and they're scoring goals. They're getting... Um, they're getting a lot of scoring, especially with Anthony Belleve, who went off the other night um, uh, against the Capitals. So, um, you know, the Islanders have definitely been probably the biggest surprise team. Um, the best team right now by far, by bar none. Um, I mean, it's kind of a, a, a tie. Well, I wouldn't say a tie, but I, I'd say Vegas um, is probably the best team looking uh, when you're looking at right now. Um you know, I think they're they're standing at just over 27% to to win it all, uh, to, to you know to make it to the final and win it all. So right now they're, um, you know they're playing against Vancouver, which I do believe that kicked off last night. Um, Vegas leads that one one to nothing, um, but Vegas, man, right now um, there's kind of some turmoil kind of going on in Vegas with the goaltending situation, um, since uh, you know we all know Mark Andre Fleury was. Uh, drafted there in the expansion draft, but this past year, right before the trade deadline, uh, we saw the Chicago Blackhawks and the Vegas uh, Golden Knights make a deal where Robin Leonard, um, goaltender for who is goaltending for the Blackhawks, was shipped over to Vegas, and now they, you know, they've seen some uh, time split here, and the the Vegas Golden Knights have been kind of going, uh, relying on on Leonard a little bit, kind of leaving Flurry in the back draft, and there was some social media. Um, controversy uh, over this a little bit. I think it was yesterday and it kind of spilled over into into today, um, which kind of, you know, has been kind of rectified by uh, Fleury's uh, uh, account, which had nothing to do with Fleury. Mark andre did not have a, have make this post on the social media, on the Twitter. Um, it was just a picture of Fleury playing a puck and there was a sword uh, kind of stabbing him through the back and he said to Boer, uh, for head coach Pete DeBoer of the, of the Golden Knights, where they felt like DeBoer's kind of stabbed Fleury in the back. So, um, you know, minus that, you know, if that even becomes a distraction, who knows? But um, if you look at what Vegas is doing right now, they're clicking on all cylinders. They're playing great five-on-five hockey. They're getting uh, pucks to the net. They're getting some really, really great chances and some great looks. A lot of guys are really contributing on all aspects of that roster. So, um, you know, goaltending has been has been phenomenal uh, for the Knights. So, um, you know, they're the best team to me um, right now, and I could easily see them making it into the conference final. And, and more, you know, depending on who they match up against in the next round, whether it be Colorado or Dallas, um, have a really good shot at making it all the way to the final again um, in their short history. Now, let's 
this season being shortened the way it is and, and all the games compacted, um, it, it makes for different play. It makes for different strategy. Um, we've got the same thing going on in baseball. So they have a 182-game marathon. You have the 60-game sprint for the playoffs. So you, you're going to play things differently. Your roster is going to rotate differently and everything else. Um, so far, compared this this playoff versus last year's playoff, what are the biggest differences you've noticed? What 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 have you liked better uh, about having this? You know, getting to watch it in the, in the playoffs be this way versus what it used to be, and, and what is something that is maybe not sitting so well that you, you prefer the way it was versus having to see it this way. Well, well, we'll start with that end of the question first. I think the one thing that I just really didn't like is the way how they handled the, num- the number one overall pick in this year's draft. Um, yes. You know, where the, you know, kind of letting the the teams that were eliminated from the play-in to get into the playoff to have uh, a lottery shot because there were some teams that just didn't need to um, be in that you know that lotto draft. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, teams like Toronto and Pittsburgh, where they're just front-loaded right now as is, they don't need the number one overall pick, you know. And more than likely, you know, if if that were to happen, if for a team like Pittsburgh or Toronto or um, Edmonton, you know, and Edmonton in, in the past 25 years, Jay, has probably had at least 12 of the number one overall picks, okay. Um, you know, and, and only a handful have worked out. Um, so oh, I think only a couple of them are still in the league right now. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that's one thing that they could have just left alone, you know, let the bottom uh, bottom couple teams have the greater chances in that, in that draft lottery, because, you know, in the end, those are the teams that need the most help, you know? So um, I think that's one thing that, you know, that they could have just kind of left alone, you know, you know, just kind of left normal. I don't think it would have affected anything else. Um, you know, in, in, in any too dramatic way. So, and, you know, I really did enjoy the way that they did have the, the play-in, um, you know, with the season kind of being cut short. You know, you kind of wanted to make it, you know, a little bit competitive because when you look, especially, you know, this is why hockey and basketball are very are very similar. You always pay attention towards the end of the regular season just to figure out, you know, kind of get yourself a rough idea where the seedings are going to be at, you know, which team is going to be where in, in the seeding and everything like that, which teams are holding the wild card position and everything. So, um, you know, I, I think this was kind of a, a cool thing to see, you know, where you have a couple teams um, that were, you know, not not necessarily in the wild card race to have a chance to get in, you know, when you look at teams like Chicago, um, you know, in Montreal and, and teams like that that had a chance to, um, you know, get themselves into the uh, into the playoffs. You know, this was kind of a cool thing. You know, you know, to kind of really see because normally, you know, you just take the top eight teams from each conference, you seed them up, and then you just let them go at it. But um, right. you know, this year it's it's kind of different. You know, just to seeing um, you know what kind of heart and will these teams really have on their roster, and what 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 they're what are they willing to do, and how far are they willing to go to you know, to, uh, to, to make it all the way. So, um, you know, we only have, we only have a couple of teams, um, that have won Stanley cups, uh, in this, uh, in this playoff. Um, and actually I should, I'm sorry, let's reverse that. There's only a couple of teams, only two teams that, uh, whole, this whole entire playoff have not won the Stanley cup and that's Vegas and Vancouver. 
Um, Colorado has won a couple. Dallas has one. Philadelphia has a couple. Uh, the Islanders have a, uh, four. Uh, Tampa Bay's got one, and Boston's got a couple themselves. So, um, you know, we, we've only got a couple teams um, that don't have Stanley Cup experience, and that's another thing um, that I really kind of enjoy about this, too. We have a lot of Stanley Cup experience and a lot of Stanley Cup history um, with just, you know, with six of these teams right now, which is something that you don't normally – um, you know, you don't normally get a lot of. So um, that's a cool aspect, too, uh, all in itself. So, you know, we, we have a small, slim chance to see uh, a first-time Stanley Cup champion. Um, both of these teams, Vancouver and Vegas, both have been to a Stanley Cup final. Uh, unfortunately, they've been on the losing end of it. But um, it's going to be exciting to see um, which one of those two teams is going to come out. Like I said, Vegas is up one nothing. Uh, right now in that series, but you know, with the Stanley Cup uh, uh, winning experience that I see in this playoff, um, you know, even from back in the first round, I mean, Philadelphia and Montreal, um, they both have won Stanley Cups. Uh, you know, your Columbus Blue Jackets um, have not yet uh, won a Stanley Cup, but Washington's won some, uh, Carolina's won some, St. Louis is last year's uh, Stanley Cup champion, uh, the the Stars and the Flames, the Flames have won uh, won a cup before. Um, the Coyotes are probably the only other team, uh, or the third, uh, or fourth team on this uh, on this whole entire playoff bracket from the first round on um, that haven't won a Stanley Cup. So a lot of Stanley Cup winning experience, and that's something that I've really enjoyed um, because these franchises know what it takes to win. Um, they've been there before, and they definitely want to taste that glory again, and you know, add another uh, a ring to the trophy case, Jay. Talking about the Washington uh, Capitals earlier, um, it seems that uh, they've decided to let some people go, Um, one of them being the head coach. Uh, um, Was this the right move for Washington? Um, Is it time to move on? You know, this one kind of took me by by surprise, Jay. I I really – I really didn't see this one coming, but, you know, like I said, like you said, yes, Todd Reardon, who was fired um, as coach uh, as of yesterday, uh, came three days after the, 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 the Capitals were eliminated by the Islanders um, in five games. So um, under Todd Reardon, they were 89-46-16 in two seasons uh, and finished first in the Metro, uh, in the Metro Division each year. Um, but, you know, were taken out in the first round of, of both playoff seasons after they won the Cup with Trotz uh, right before he left. So um, the loss to the Hurricanes, you know, I think that was just kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, I really do think that they're paying for um, not giving Barry Trotz what he wanted. Um, I think if this team uh, still had Barry Trotz, um, they would probably have uh, another Stanley Cup in their in their pocket right now. Um, they could have easily went back to back if they could have got something worked out. What worked out for uh, Barry Trotz, but you know, right now, uh, you know, Todd Reardon's out as Washington Capitals coach. Um, they have an aging core there right now. Everybody's getting up there in age. Uh, you know, Ovechkin turns 35 in September. Uh, Baxter turns 33 in November, I do believe, if I remember correctly. Oshie is going to be 34 in December. Carlson, I think, is going to be 30 or 31, if I remember correctly. So these guys are getting up there in age. Um, and, you know, the window, you know, doesn't stay open for long, Jay. I think we all know that. 
Um, and that doesn't really matter what kind of sport you're playing. Um, that window's only open for so long. And, and for a guy like mm-hmm. Ovechkin, who's been in the league for so long now, you only get so many chances. You know, you kind of want to, you know, win more than one Stanley Cup. I mean, that first one's great and everything, but, you know, if you, you – know, I, I hate to say it, but, you know, if you kind of want to cement your name – um, you know, a little bit farther, you kind of want to get another one. You know, a yeah. lot of the great ones, you know, have multiple ones, you know, and, and I mean, it's unfortunate. Some guys wait um, a lot of a lot of years. I mean, if you look at Steve Eiserman, longtime captain of the Detroit Red Wings, I think it was 14 or 15 years before um, he had his first Stanley, he won his first Stanley Cup. So, um, you know, Ovechkin a couple of years ago with the, with the Capitals, he waited all that time, 14, 15 years um, you know, then you look at guys like Ray Bork, who played 21, 22 years before he won a Stanley Cup. You know, some of these guys just don't get so lucky. And I think for the Capitals, they have a good enough team where they should not be in the playoffs. Uh, or they have a good enough team where they should be in the playoffs, you know, and making deep runs year in and year out. But, um, you know, I don't know if this is just the Washington bug that just kind of kicks them. Um, you know, it's always that first or second round where they always have a hiccup. And I hate to see it. Um, especially since they did get over the hump a couple seasons ago. So, you know, some bad things are going to be changing. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see who they might bring in um, as their head coach. Um, there hasn't been any kind of speculation right now on who they might be bringing in if it's somebody from their farm system, one of their farm system teams, or if they're going to reach out and try and find somebody and bring somebody from the outside in. So, um, a couple good names are out there right now. Um, Jacques Martin, who is one of the assistant coaches in uh, in Pittsburgh, who's no longer going to be with the Penguins. Uh, a great defensive-minded coach, a great defensive line coach, um, could be a, uh, could be a good candidate, uh, especially with how good that D is in in Washington. I think Jacques Martin could do uh, a fairly good job there. So. It could be uh, it could be interesting to see what happens in Washington um, as the season uh, continues on, and we kind of roll into, I guess, what would be the off season after the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs are over. Jay, I never have understood why athletes feel they need to get on social media. Um, you make millions of dollars, like there there could be nothing that isn't that important that you got to stay on social media that could possibly get you in trouble. Like I, I you, you have PR, you, you have all these people that are supposed to be taking care of your best interest. Why, why players get on social media and just go running at the thumbs of never, I've never understood NHL um, has, has found one of their players in a controversial tweet, um, Izzo was, was jumped into that. Um, what did he say? What what was deleted? And uh, um, how's how? What kind of look is this for uh, Flurry? Well, it's it's not really anything that Flurry did. Flurry did not post this um, this controversial tweet. But like I explained earlier, um, we saw there was a tweet that was out on Twitter. Um, with Flurry kind of playing the puck with the sword in his back, um, with Deboa written on the sword, um, yeah. kind of just painting the picture and everything. Uh, and Flurry said that he, he, he had spoke to the person and said that he wanted it immediately taken down. Um, he did not want to be a, you know, a distraction in the locker room because of what Vegas is trying to do. Um, yeah. And if you look at Flurry, Flurry's been 
uh, in the league now for quite some time. He came in as an 18-year-old with the Pittsburgh Penguins, was part of that Generation X team that was just so bad, Jay. I mean, it was absolutely so bad that even Giant Eagle, the grocery store, used to give away tickets just for free if you bought a bag of groceries there. That's how bad the pens were back in the day. God knows I've been to plenty of those games. You know, you just go to, you go to the, you know, you go to Giant Eagle, spend 50 bucks here. Here's a Pens ticket. All right, cool. I guess I'm going to go to a hockey game and watch the Pens get their can kicked around. So, you know, he, he, he definitely spent a lot. The, the first couple of years of his career was, you know, extremely rough because he was an 18-year-old kid, probably one of the highly touted goaltenders coming out of the draft, went number one overall, uh, you know, in that, I think it was 2003 uh, 2000, maybe somewhere around there in the early 2000s. I can't remember off the top of my head, but you know he had been in Pittsburgh for for a long time, replacing, uh, you know, trying to replace uh, Tommy Barrasso and Kenny Reggett and Ron Tugnut, some good goaltenders that had ran through there uh, and had some time there. But Tommy Barrasso was probably the last uh, gold steady goaltender that Pittsburgh had had um, that was a winner and you know and and, and lasted quite a few years. Uh, in Pittsburgh, but you know, Flurry's no stranger to this goalie situation, this two goalie system. Um, he was there when Murray came up, and Murray took over and won those two cups back to back for for Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, those uh, a few seasons ago. So he's no, you know, this is nothing unfamiliar to him. Um, you know, he's a great teammate. He's actually known as a jokester and a prankster. He's very well liked. Um, you know, his nickname is the flower, you know, you've got to be a good guy if your name, if your nickname is the flower. So, you know, he does a lot of great commercials. Um, he does the T-Mobile commercial right now with his teammate. I think that's William Carlson. If I remember correctly on that T-Mobile commercial you see on TV where he's kind of figure skating in his goalie pads, but, um, he, he's a great guy. Um, a, a very well-liked, uh, teammate. I do know when he, when he comes back to Pittsburgh that he pulls pranks on Malkin and, and Crosby. I think a couple of seasons, I think it was a season or two ago. Um, the Vegas called Knights were in Pittsburgh and, and Flurry got into the Penn's locker room and tied up Crosby's Jersey with tape. Um, uh, so he couldn't really get it on and had it tied up in knots and everything like that and had hockey tape all over it. He did the same thing to Malkin too, um, taping up all of his stuff together and everything like that. So, um, Flurry's a pretty well-liked guy and, you know, when he's a, a very quiet guy too, doesn't really make a lot of, he doesn't make any kind of noise, um, in the social media light. So, you know, he's very cool, calm, and collected, very private, very to himself, you know, is not a very, is, is never a distraction, uh, and has always been a positive teammate. So, you know, it's just unfortunate that some people kind of do this, you know, people have their opinions and they're entitled to them, but, you know, I, I think this was something that just kind of got out a little out of hand and somebody, you know, somebody could have been a, a little bit intoxicated so with some alcoholic beverages. That's what I'm kind of seeing in this. You know, you kind of do a drunk tweet every now and then. But, you know, I don't think any harm's going to come of it. Uh, Flurry's going to be all right. The Vegas Golden Knights are going to be all right. And uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to be able to move past this and, and be able to take business and handle business with Vancouver in this second round. All right, with the last few minutes of the uh, show, um, any other topics that we've not touched on? And also, what do we need to be looking for this week? What what games do we need to be um, focused on as uh, we uh, head into the next round of the playoffs? Well, uh, just one quick thing. Uh, we did have a, a loss in the, hot, in the NHL community, uh, uh, I think a week ago, a little bit over a week ago. Dale Howardchuck, um, who had passed away of cancer, 
and I think he was 57 years old, one of the most well-liked gentlemen of the game. Uh, a lot of people were very, very, uh, were very, very emotional um, during this and everything. I know Wayne Gretzky actually shed a personal tear uh, for Howard Chuck, and there were a couple, all the teams um, that had played the day that he, that it was announced, had given him a moment of silence. But, you know, our respects and thoughts to the, uh, um, uh, uh, to the Howard Chuck family. And uh, we wish them all the best. Uh, other things that we've gotten, uh, a, a nice little article today, Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, Matt, Moore, Matt Murray or Tristan Jari will likely be traded by the Pittsburgh Penguins prior to next season. Um, this is per general manager Jimmy Rutherford. Um, Rutherford has expressed that teams have been showing interest in uh, both uh, Murray and Jari uh, right now. Murray, who has won two Stanley Cups with the Penguins, um, in 2016 and 2017, played the final season of a three-year deal um, that he had that he signed on uh, the 20th of October in 2016. Uh, Jari has played the last year of a two-year, $1.35 million contract. He is just a restricted free agent, if I do remember correctly. So um, we're going to see how this thing kind of unfolds uh, for the payments. Both these guys are going to be highly sought after, um, no matter what team is going to be pursuing them. So. Um, that's going to be uh, what's going to be kind of crazy going on, uh, you know, uh, going into next season. Tomorrow night, Wednesday, uh, for playoff hockey, we've got three games on uh, tomorrow. We have an early game uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern. I do believe these are 3 p.m. Eastern because it says 2 p.m., so that's got to be my time. So 3 p.m. Eastern, we've got the Islanders and Flyers. This is going to be on NBCSN. Uh, then later on in the evening, the Lightning and the Bruins are going to be doing battle in game <clears throat> uh, in game number uh, two, I do believe. Uh, Boston leads that series uh, one to nothing. That game's going to be on at eight Eastern uh, on NBCS or yeah, maybe no seven Eastern uh, uh, NBCSN. And then we're going to have the Stars and Avalanche uh, all following the uh, the Boston Lightning game. Um, that game is going to be on NBCSN as well, slated at nine thirty. And then moving on to Thursday, we're going to have two more games. Uh, we're going to have another one. Uh, Flyers and Islanders are going to be doing battle at on NBCSN at 6 p.m. Uh, and then after that, 8.45, we're going to have the Golden Knights and the Canucks doing battle again. Uh, Friday on USA at 6.30, we're going to have the Lightning doing uh, battle with the Bruins. I think that's going to be game four, if I remember correctly. And then following that game at 9 p.m. on NBCSN, we're going to have the Stars and Avalanche. I do believe that's going to be at uh, 4 o'clock as well. And then uh, for those uh, for those weekend Warriors, uh, I do believe at 12 p.m. Eastern on NBC, we're going to have the Flyers and Islanders. Uh, later on in the evening at 7 p.m., uh, we're going to have the Golden Knights taking on the Vancouver Canucks. And then also we have some games on Sunday that are yet to be determined. We're going to have the Stars and Avalanche and the Tampa Bay-Boston uh, series. So that's what we got on tap for the rest of this week in round two. So um, we just got started off in round two. This is the, uh, uh, you know, this is, this is a great time to kind of, kind of pick up some hockey and just kind of chillax and everything like that. And, um, you know, just kind of pay attention and see what's kind of going on. Uh, but that's what we have on the slate. And then also with the third period just starting, we still have the Islanders that are up one, nothing against the Flyers right now. Uh, Andy Green assisted by Brock Nelson at the uh, 606 uh, um, uh, marker, the first period is still the only goal in that game. And then, like I said, after this game, we have the Stars and Avalanche uh, going into game two tonight, Jay. So that's what we've had got on tap 
Um, and you know I'm going to be excited. It's playoff hockey and it's August time. <laughs> Usually this is supposed to be preseason, man. This is when they start warming <laughs> back up to get back into the season. So um, kind of a little bit weird for me. So uh, uh, kind of the, glad that we still have hockey going on right now. Um, I am going to be uh, – uh, we are going to be uh, kind of paying attention to as well. Um, hopefully I'll get to talk to you guys next week. I am going to be uh, paying attention. We do have two storms um, that are heading our way. So I will definitely, Jay, keep in touch with you as time kind of rolls on throughout this week and everything. So um, everybody, you know, go ahead and watch some hockey. Uh, grab your favorite cold beverage. And until next time, we'll, uh, we'll talk about this. Uh, same bat time, same bat channel. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Y'all be careful. Uh, thoughts and prayers, and uh, definitely keep in touch. Let us uh, make make sure to let us know that you guys are safe. We'll do, guys. We'll do. We'll talk to you guys next week. Yes, sir. That's Izzo, our NHL expert. Uh, glad to have him on every Monday night, eight thirty, right here on the One Ten Nation Sports Show. Uh, I've got to make sure to thank Carolina Sports Plus more to music. Um, without these great marketing partners, we wouldn't be able to do what we do or grow the way we grow. So I want to make sure I thank them. Um, give us a like on Facebook, the 110 Nation Sports. Follow us on Twitter, at the 110 Nation. And also check out the site, www.the110nationsports.com, for all the latest. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. The 110 Nation presents Take It Back Tuesday. I will be uh, playing an oldie book goodie in the studio while I uh, work on some articles and uh, work on updating the site and social media. So make sure you guys check that out. 8 o'clock Wednesday night. I'll be right back here in the studio for the 110 Nation Sports Show. And then, of course, Thursday night, race chat live with Craig and Chris um, right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Um, make sure you guys check that out. Um, check out the site. You guys have a great night. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show with Mr. CJ Sports. You are a part of the 110 Nation, so be sure to visit the 110nation.com for everything related to the show. You can follow CJ on Twitter at 110nation and on Facebook at 110nation Sports. Until next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.